Hello and welcome to Interfilm Recommends, a regular podcast for film club leaders to explore exciting new titles with their clubs. My name is Michael and for today's primary theme podcast I'm joined by Eleanor. Hello. In which we'll be discussing trolls. So let's get straight into it. Once upon a time in a happy forest, in the happiest tree, lived the happiest creatures the world has ever known. The trolls. They loved nothing more than to sing and dance and hug. Dance and hug and sing and dance and sing and hug and dance and hug and dance and sing and hug and dance and hug and dance and sing and hug and dance. But then one day, the trolls were discovered by a Bergen. The Bergens didn't know how to sing or dance or even hug. Trolls is a U certificate and we have it at 5 plus on the catalogue. And as you can hear from that clip, um, their arch enemies are the Bergens. So the plot sees Princess Poppy, voiced by Anna Kendrick, and Branch, voiced by Justin Timberlake, set out on a dangerous mission to save their friends from the troll-eating Bergens who have taken them hostage. So Eleanor, the first question I have is about the visuals in the film and they obviously play a large part here from the colours and the strange characters to the arrangements for the song and dance routines. Uh, The whole thing seems quite manic but it's clearly done in quite a deliberate way so can you expand on um, just how the visuals are presented? Yeah, I think the visuals are very fun and inspirational for kids in that they're very creative um, and they remind you of things like fuzzy felts, um, but in a more psychedelic way. Um, And there's a lot of storytelling via scrapbook in this film, which I think is very charming. And it has this kind of reference to um, traditional crafts and hobbies and toys um, as a way of children telling stories, um, which obviously, you know, picks up on the fact that trolls are actually toys. And, you know, this is a way of making them the kind of main characters in this adventure. Yeah. And it also picks up on the storybook openings of many classic children's films, for example, Disney's Sleeping Beauty and things like that. Um, and there are loads of lovely children's films that have come out recently that have kind of done a twist on this kind of a storytelling opening. Um, like, for example, The Book of Life, they use figurines to tell the story of about how the characters end up in the in the um, underworld. Um, we mentioned Kubo quite a lot in our, in our podcast because obviously we think it's a fantastic film, but that's also got the origami as a way of telling stories and kind of introducing you to the backstories of the characters. Um, Films such as The Secret of Kells have got that lovely illuminated um, storytelling, which, you know, forms part of the character's world as well as making references to the kind of myth origin of of that film. Um, And actually the Kung Fu Panda films um, have got loads of lovely um, traditional animated segments in them that pick up on the culture that they're taking from so um we've got a reference to anime in the first film in the second film um they do a segment with shadow puppets to tell part of the story and in the third film they use um chinese scrolls as well um so trolls is kind of expanding on that but in a way that is very accessible and almost tactile looking for young children yeah that i think would be really fun to recreate if you were inspired by that so we've got anna kendrick um in the clip we heard earlier is reading at the very beginning actually from that that storybook opening as you mentioned um and one of the other um really big things in this film is the music um so before we talk a little bit more about that let's just hear uh, another clip of uh one of the songs in action such marvelousness it's gonna bring that a
So in that clip, we can hear one of the original compositions for the film, uh, but the film also features uh, cover versions of really well-known songs. Um, so how does it use music in a clever way? And can you perhaps give us an example of um, how it does this? Well, Michael, I don't think our listeners want to hear me sing. Um, however, I do think the music keys into the idea of expressing the happiness within, and that's a massive theme in this film. Um, the whole reason that the Bergens want to eat the trolls is because they believe that eating a troll will give them happiness, and otherwise in their world it's very gloomy, it's very dull, um, and there's a real kind of visual contrast um, between the world of the Bergens, which is quite grey and quite kind of almost sort of slippery and... Um, very, very different to the very soft and colourful version of the world um, that the trolls live in. Um, and so music for the trolls is a way of just expressing their feelings all of the time. They're constantly singing um, and they're constantly finding ways of making anything that happens to the musical, which um, is, you know, often used in quite a tongue-in-cheek way, especially in this relationship that we have between Poppy, who is kind of the epitome epitome of happiness and Branch who um, has had some experiences that um, you can see leave him drained of colour in the film. For example there's a use of The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel which is a cover that's used to highlight and contrast the personalities of Poppy and Branch. Um, but overall the music lifts the adventure and provides a way for the characters to interact much in the same way as any musical does um, and even though they're using recognisable pop songs most of the time the messages that they contain are what the characters are actually trying to say to one another um, and original songs like the one that we just heard get back up again um, really expresses Poppy's determination and uh, her sometimes unrealistic optimism um, and as well as being a very fun song it's got some really fantastic visuals to go along with it yeah definitely and I think for really young viewers that that really helps them understand the story and, and the characters as well yeah absolutely um, and it's kind of following the trend of films like um, a few years ago we had Despicable Me which kind of um, uses recognisable pop songs as well as some original ones to capture the transformative power of, that the girls have over Gru who is you know supposed to be an evil supervillain, and then has his personality transformed by the fact that he adopts these little girls um, and they bring happiness into his life which is expressed through music uh, and also we have films um, like Shrek which again use covers of famous pop songs in quite a tongue-in-cheek way to sort of instantly connect the audience with what is happening on screen and give them something a bit memorable that kind of takes them into that world but also keeps it very much in their own world as well. So let's move on to um, some of the issues that the film explores. And it certainly does touch upon things like image and identity in this um, Cinderella-like subplot. Um, can you explain to our listeners how it does this and, and what you made of uh, that development? Yeah, I think it's quite interesting, actually. So we have this character of Bridget, um, and she is this very downtrodden um kind of servant that is working for King Gristle in the world of the Bergens. Um, and she's actually in love with King Gristle, but is beneath his notice. Um, and when the trolls come into her life, um, as they do in the, their sort of uh, adventure where they're trying to save the other trolls who have been kidnapped, um, they actually bring happiness to her. And they kind of make her realise that um, the happiness she seeks is within her reach. Um, and she's kind of like the sort of Good Samaritan character in a way. Um, she's the sort of bridge between the Bergens who don't understand and have this um, vision of what the trolls are like and what they can do for them, um, whereas she is willing to be connected to them and kind of be transformed by their message of positivity. However, 
I do think it's worth mentioning that um, there is some kind of messaging about um, changing your appearance in order to be liked, um, which happens. You know, there's this kind of transformation that Bridget undergoes in order to make King Gristle notice her a bit more. And having people see you in a new way because of changing your appearance is not really something we would promote as the most healthy message. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it is worth having conversations with young people about Bridget's character and what she undergoes and how the trolls influence her and the effect that that has on her relationship with King Gristle and whether this is really the best way to be liked and to form friendships and have people like you in real life. Yeah, and I suppose ultimately it's about her realising that she doesn't need to do that to to be liked or to be noticed by him. Yeah. But there's certainly an element of the journey where she doesn't realise that, I suppose. Yeah, and, you know, while the trolls are a very positive influence, they can sometimes get it wrong, so... <laughs> Worth mentioning that as well. Um, And we mentioned Shrek earlier in terms of its music. um, And I think, you know, that is one of the films that also has quite a nice, more positive spin on some of the sort of body image issues um, with the transformation that uh, Princess Fiona chooses in that film. Um, So quite a nice kind of comparison there if you want to talk about those kinds of things. We've talked about um, a number of other films already. um, And Trolls is is a great uh, introduction in a way to this particular sort of story for young kids. It's colourful, it's full of music, it's fast-paced. Um, where would you go next after watching Trolls if if you wanted to continue this uh, film journey? Well, there are loads of films that you could kind of go on a journey with um, coming from Trolls. Um, so while there's a very zany adventure happening, the core of the film is about emotions and about ha- finding happiness within yourself and not expecting to be able to find it from elsewhere. So I think that's actually quite refreshing for a film that's based around toys, around, you know, merchandise that you can buy, to actually have a message that you don't need certain things to be happy. Yeah. And you can find that within yourself. And also, I think if you didn't know that this these were... Um a brand or a product there's there's very little in the film that suggests it's not a marketing exercise is it no not at all it's yeah it's more about kind of yeah finding practical ways to make yourself happy and to tell stories and connect with people around you yeah so this film is very much about our emotions uh, and there are parallels with um, Inside Out especially in the adventure sequences uh, between joy and sadness um, which we can see here paralleled with uh, Poppy and Branch Uh, they're both definitely sort of representing the opposite ends of the emotional spectrum Uh, but they're both learning something from one another and trying to achieve an emotional balance Um, and obviously there are parallels with other well-loved toy themed films such as uh, the Lego films um, and Wreck-It Ralph and of course Toy Story so there are loads of kind of directions you can go with that and sort of clever ways that filmmakers have kind of used the idea of toys and um, their interaction or otherwise with kind of human characters or people on a different scale and uh, then we have other films that kind of show a determined character going on a journey of personal discovery um, just like Poppy does so um, one of our favourites here at Interfilm is Spirited Away so we have Chihiro who must save her parents from a curse so she kind of goes into the spirit world and has to complete loads of tasks Um, and we've mentioned the Book of Life before where the characters descend into a fantastically imaginative land of the dead Um, and even The Wizard of Oz and its use of colour makes a really nice companion piece with this film. One that I really like actually is um, A Town Called Panic which is a French film uh, and it works really well with um, even very young uh, kids and it's about these 
char- these toy characters like horse and a cowboy, I think, and they go on this wild, really, really manic and frenzied adventure. So if 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 you uh, if you find that um, your students uh, or film club members really enjoy this sort of frenzied filmmaking then that's definitely one to explore next I think yeah it's got all those really creative elements as well like the the way that the scenery and the setting is created uh, again is like quite it's not as well as... slickly produced as Trolls but has that same kind of aesthetic no but it's a brilliant stop motion as well yeah yeah it's, it's an very, introduction to that perhaps. very hilarious as well um yeah, and actually, if you want to go into that kind of um, parallel worlds kind of adventure as well, um, made by the same filmmakers as A Town Called Panic is a very lovely um, hand-drawn animation called Ernest and Celestine, um, which I think is an especially nice film to move on to next, actually, um, because it has this kind of very similar world where there are creatures on different scales, they have prejudices about one another, um, we've got these bears and we've got these mice and, and the mice tell each other tales about how the bears are going to eat them and uh, and the bears are kind of disgusted by the mice Um, and it's very inventive and beautiful there are all these like just lovely details like um, the use the mice have for the bears teeth all the different jobs that all the creatures have Um, and there are these lovely characters at the center that decide to kind of challenge the accepted way of things and um, and break away from the prejudice so it's a really nice companion piece Excellent. So I think that's everything for today. There's lots and lots to explore there. And as we say, there's so many different directions that you can take your film journey after watching Trolls. Yeah, I think Trolls makes a really nice all-round film. While it works very well as a really nice kind of uplifting end-of-term treat, um, it's also really good to use in more practical ways. So we've discussed the kind of body image and identity. Um, It's fantastic for discussing things like healthy friendships and emotional well-being Um, and of course it's really lovely for all of the creative visual aspects of it and I think will be really nice if you're doing topics like toys in school Um, but also for kind of creating all this lovely kind of um, visuals and uh, storybook and kind of crafting elements of it as well it's great for art projects. So all of the show notes from today's episode which link to resources including film guides, film lists, blogs and video content will be on soundcloud as are our previous podcast episodes and if you are interested in secondary content we've got a new episode available featuring i daniel blake and a united kingdom we'll be back in a few weeks so tune in then